Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode in the Wisdom Experience podcast with myself, Naomi Martel Bundock, and my co host. Hey, Clay Lowe in the house, I think. <laughs> I'm here in mind. I don't know if I'm here in body. No, I'm here in body, but I don't know if I'm here in spirit and mind. We'll find out on this episode. Yeah. So Clay and I have had, <clears throat> uh, sorry, a very, very long conversation. And what I find is when we have a long conversation before we actually record, it's almost like our focus, our energy has gone on to and into the conversation. Um, and the conversation is normally around the podcast. It's normally about how we can It's normally about it. how you're driving me nuts. Come on, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get that out on the table, please. Okay. Do you know, yeah. it's so interesting being a podcasting wife. Uh, well, that's right. I, you're my second wife, aren't I, you? Apparently so. That's what I, I, got, that's what I got accused of again today, listeners, of being that, that Naomi's my second podcast wife. I, however you refer to me as that. Because <laughs> I, kept, I kept talking about my ex. <laughs> and you, were getting, you, weren't, you weren't happy about that. Well, it wasn't that I wasn't happy, but what it actually was, was I was looking and I was thinking, well, actually, I think I am just replicating what you've already had. Um, you are. You're my substitute. And exactly. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm happy about that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be happy I, about that either. So I'm waiting for you to shine. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to, you know, to exert who you are. So I don't turn you into someone else. Well, we'll see, because the, that is all we can do with that, really, isn't it? So we also had a conversation yesterday when we were really trying to firm up today's uh, topic, because what happens is, of course, we go through the weeks, and as we go through, sorry, as we go through the days, and we go through the week, and different things come to our mind, and we find ourselves drawn to different things. And it's about trying to find something that we believe is interesting to you, so that you will hear a raw real conversation uh between between two friends i think and, see, uh, and, and their friends is the difference between the two of us i don't care what you guys think i just want to talk about what i want to talk about and so whereas, what whereas interests me but naomi has she has your best interests at heart so you guys should all give her some love on twitter because she loves you and me i'm like you know what I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. They want to listen. They can listen. If not, well, there you go. There you have it. All right, so come on. That, what are we talking about today? All right. So what we were going to talk about today is First of all, how, no, hold on, hold on. How are you doing? Oh, have you well, apparently we're not going to do have that Have you now. told us how you're doing? How are you today? Uh, how are you this I, week? Because it's Wednesday oh, yeah. now as we're recording this. It is. Um, it's Wednesday as we're recording. I'm fine. I'm a little hot, um, which I think is to do with the weather as opposed to being a menopausal woman, but or, who knows? Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've got a lot of things going on with both of my children, um, which <laughs> I have to laugh because any minute now, one of them is likely to knock on my door and, and stick their head in, which is extremely unusual. Um, I trained them when they were very young, when I was working. You trained the door them? What are they? Come in. They're like yeah. animals? Come on, you trained them? When it was about me and me having my space, absolutely. Um, but however, they've got to 15 and 17 and now they just decide to come in when they want to. And frankly, 
if you've got teenagers, you'll know I am just really happy to see them. So if they come in, I will introduce them to you and you can say hello to them. Right. So back to today, however. Oh, oh did you want to know how you were? We can well, tell you, how you, you are. Yeah, You're either. bouncing. Yeah, well, I'm in a, I'm in a, well, I was in a dark mood, but a dark mood for me is like very, and that's what we're talking about today is energy, isn't it? So for mm. me, I'm, I'm very creatively productive in my dark moods and, and I get a lot more focused um, in terms of what's what really what things really mean to me so what's really important to me I'm a lot more focused about that when I'm in more in my sort of dark moods versus my normal kind of jet court gesture thing where everything is taken more lighthearted so yeah so i'm in the i'm in my dark moon and i don't know if it's the phase of the moon or not because it's a new moon going on right now isn't it, mm, it no we it? had a full moon last sunday so on sunday which was four days ago as we record this it's a full moon was it a full um, moon last week it yeah. was indeed a full moon on sunday he's going to check that now i am go ahead keep going but you know i mean it's not like i work with the goddesses and the goddesses of the moon or anything like that yeah, what would know. i know I, I don't know is but that what you do is that what you do when i don't see you exactly yes that is exactly what i do and i'm having such fun doing it and we will talk about that more and more we're in the, the waning gibbous we're in today we're, we're now in a waning gibbous yes yeah. okay you're happy now you're satisfied yeah and what time so, is sunrise today that's i don't know 702 a.m 850 mm. it's gonna set how old is the moon 16.48 days is the moon age today, for those who were interested in that. <laughs> Do you know what? Now I'm questioning myself. Tell me it was a full moon on Sunday. I don't know. It says it's a waning gibbous now. Yeah, but I, I want to know what it was on Sunday. My, my moon. Oh, you want to know what was the date? What was, what, was the, what was the date? It would have been the 5th of July, the, the day after Independence Day for you July. Americans. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, full moon it was oh, on 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 that day, on the, on the 5th of July. So full moons are really interesting from an energetic point of view. And there's been lots of research done on this. But as you will know from uh, other comments that I've made, I've worked in a prison. And certainly when it would get to the full moon, around about then there would be much more energy there would be much more activity there would be a lot more uprisings there would be a lot more trouble uh, around the full moon always really really interesting to to walk into the prison on those days you felt that the energy was palpable it was just incredible so you, and do you, you were saying that the full the, moon affects you yeah yeah well it makes me and whether it's just a myth or not but it makes me more like I want to howl at the moon and run around the streets naked and eating raw meat. So I get kind of that sort of space. So I get, um, you know, more, a more, ah, kind of during this time. Um, exactly. It's more potent energy. Yeah. It's more potent energy, but I was looking today and, and, the, and it's controversy. That is the whole moon thing. So it was for a while disproven that it has any effect on our biology. Uh, but some later research that's come out now is showing that it does have some effect, but they start citing more health things like the lack of sleep and lack of some other things that might happen that um, affects your mood and your behavior from that point of view. But then, of course, you got all the folklore. I mean, you know, the, the werewolf, full moon, all that kind of stuff it comes out. The beast comes out. <laughs> and, See, that, and that's what happens to me. The beast comes out. 
<laughs> so if I say what I'm you just said there, well. actually, you're, you're ravenous. Yeah, ravenous. Or ravenous, as in you eat more. No, like I want more women. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does your wife know about this? Like, well, I'm sure she's been married to me lo- long enough to know that I'm ravenous. <laughs> Oh dear. So from what you were just telling me in terms of the moon and the research, actually, I believe that everything uh, can be explained on a whole different level. So you can explain things on a very physical, practical kind of level. You can explain things emotionally. You can explain things very logically. You can explain things very bigger picture spiritually so on and so forth so actually we all started off with folklore that the full moon comes out and da 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 uh, more energy more things happen but what you've just said in terms of well, the full moon is more likely to mean less sleep and that less sleep leads to people going a little bit wild well it's the same end so it kind of doesn't matter what journey you took to get there you get to the same end surely Okay, yeah, yeah, well, or if it's, you know, a way to explain, um, you know, our behaviors, um, then, yeah, so you get to the same end as there's some visible display of behaviors that happened in a cyclical kind of period. Um, whether, and if you think about the moon, the moon affects the tide, it affects a lot of things that would then could affect the people around because i think that um you know 100 percent our environment has an effect on us it affects mm. our choices that we make it affects our behavior so um uh, yeah i'm a big big believer in that so that then affects your physiology which then affects your mind state um and they kind of work in tandem with each other in that way and so yeah Mm. and whether again whether you know pay attention to the cycles you'll get to notice perhaps your pattern and maybe it just so coincides that you know where the moon is kind of feels like when my mood starts to shift could be a trigger could be i see it and i trigger the same thing with myself Um, but the net effect is that i get into this space and i get into this space and i consistently regular uh, basis as well mm-hmm. and I think that's it you, you're absolutely right whether it's the trigger or whether we believe it's the trigger or it kind of doesn't matter yeah. so long as you recognize what's going on and well, how, how do you use or how do you pay attention to so do you have a good sense of what your besides your menstrual cycle do you have a good sense of what your and maybe that plays a part in terms of where your other cycles are. Do you have a good sense of when you're at your um, intellectual best or emotional best, your intellectual best, um, your physical best? And do you have a good sense of that pattern and how it maybe transcribe itself through the through the week? or the month? Great question. Great question. And uh, yes, I do. I do. Um, And I can't remember if we've mentioned this on a podcast before, but the reason I became aware of it was because my poor husband was getting so apparently, and I'm going to use words that he would never use, of course, uh, because he doesn't treat me the way you treat me. So my actual husband was getting a tongue lashing. Uh, It turned out every 12 days before my period. And he 
obviously got a bit fed up with this. Now, I just thought I was being assertive in my power. But actually, for that, there was sort of a, a 24, 48-hour period where he would kind of avoid me if he could, which is, is surprising. And, you know, so after a while, he broached this with me and sort of said, are you aware that 12 days before your period, you really change in your manner? And I kind of went, no, of course I don't, probably because it was about that time. Um, and I thought I was being assertive. But apparently I was coming across as aggressive and that's not healthy for any relationship. So he mentioned that to me maybe about five, six years ago. Um, and actually that's been pretty stable ever since. So as a result of that, I then started to, to track my own periods. I have to laugh. Uh, he doesn't track them anymore because he doesn't need to. And then I... Um, I'm going to use the term compensate, but actually what I generally do is I, I use my knowledge of where I'm at to enhance myself um, and, and to decide, right, this is what I'm going to do today. So like you said, in terms of your sport, actually, if you, you know, are you more proficient? It's like, okay, so what can I do today? Um, you know, what can I and achieve? And the question is, are you aware of his cycle? Yeah, well... Do you know when it's time for him to, when he's in his man cave and when to leave him alone when he's in his man cave? Yeah, see, he's, if I say yes, but it's, uh, funnily enough, I was doing some reading and you can tell me more about this, that said that whereas a woman's cycle may go over, and and generally it's 28 days because theoretically the menstrual cycle's in uh, line with the moon which is why when you have a group of student girls living together they tend to all be within a few days of their period because uh, it's all student links with the moon um, but from a man's point of view what I've read most recently and I have no idea where I read this uh, was that actually you go through the same cycle that we go through in 28 days you go through that on a 24-hour period so what do you know about that? What can you share that's going to help me with my Yeah, well, husband? I don't know if it's a 24-hour period, but we do, you know, the whole man cave thing. Um, like I need periodically um, in a cyclical kind of fashion where I need to be able to go into my cave, not to be disturbed. I don't want to have a lot of conversation. Um, I'm a lot more moody. Uh, a lot more, so, you know, so, solemn. Um, and it's worse if I'm then not allowed to go into my cave or Fortress of Solitude if you're a, a comics fan. Um, and I think in the beginning of, the, of our relationship, I don't, you know, Ruth, would have, well, she would have been used to, and I would have been used to living with a, um, a woman. So she... Because she never lived with me, she wouldn't have recognized, well, what? So she thought there was something like, what's wrong with you? So you'd, we'd have that kind of conversation, as in I was upset or unhappy. And inside, I'm not. It's just that I just need to be in the cave where mm. I don't have any interactions with, with, you know, very minimum interactions with people and able to just be quiet. Um, and then if I didn't get that, then I'm worse for the wear or more grumpy without having my time um, in the cave. But once we figured that out, and then, well, even even the kids, in fact, I got here somewhere, they made, it's probably buried behind my little exercise ball, 
Um, they became aware of it without me telling them that this happens and you got to go away, but they could sense and they made um, a little Shrek plaque that I still have. I uh, had on a door, but I had to do some painting to it. So it's off, but I'll get it back up uh, in my swamp. Cause they, when they seen Shrek and they thought, oh, that's, that's dad. <laughs> and so they drew for one of my uh, father's day or something. They made a, a wooden plaque that I could hang on my door um, to let everybody know when I was it was man cave time, but they recognized the pattern themselves when I just needed my fortress of solitude um, time. Yeah, so and that would be interesting to see if other people, like you know, I'm, I'm sure. Well, um, yeah, what other people's sort of cycle is like that in relationship to um, the sort of man cave thing whether that's a yeah so so how often do you tend to go into your man cave or or that force of solitude yeah do you know what um you know it, it'll be in a monthly kind of cycle but i can tell you which is something that's interesting it's not as it's tapered off as i got older mm. like i don't need the same length or frequency of the man cave. And I don't know why that is. I mean, Could that be because your your kids are less around, no, therefore it, it, they it need have, you less? No, it wasn't the kids because I would be in the man cave at work. People would be like, well, what's wrong with you? Where are you? Okay. Especially because I'm a very extroverted, outgoing, always all over the place kind of guy. So the moment, it was just probably what made it worse. Because I'm that way naturally, the moment that I'm quiet, everybody just assumes something's wrong with me. And so mm-hmm. then they just heightened it even more with all the pestering of, how are you? What's wrong? How come you're not this? And it's like, well, there's nothing wrong. I just don't need, I need not to talk because um, I got to recharge or whatever it was. And But because I am naturally make a lot of noise and kind of around and kind of loud and kind of happy, um, you know, most people, if you ask them, they'll, they'll, and I get it all the time, is I've never not seen you smiling because mostly I am smiling probably 99% of the time. And maybe, since we're talking about cycles, maybe my body just needs to, because I am, maybe it just needs to turn off for a bit. Maybe it's like, oh, you're always, you know, smiling and happy. We need some recharge time. <laughs> Mm. Um, well yeah totally and it's not like a it's not a a false happiness it's not a it's just and I I did a look when I was getting ready for this episode because I was thinking about cycles and then I was thinking okay what's what's the science what's the new agey stuff and where do they kind of blend and one of the things that comes up in psychology is the idea is moods um, and moods being again, they happen in a in a, in a, a cyclical frequency, uh, and you can have good moods and you can have bad moods, which are different from emotions. So less subtle than emotions. Emotions are more intense and full on, and tend to be as a reaction to um, an external stimuli or something that's going on around that triggers the emotion. Uh, whereas the mood is a, a much more subtle force, and um, and it can be good or bad, but they happen. And and then looking at you know how moods affect us 
And then they did a lot of studies and things about the kind of decisions you make um, in the various different moves. And you would, one, you would think that in, when you're in a positive mood, you make better decisions, but not necessarily because you less you pay less attention to details in a positive mm. mood because you're focused on the sort of happy, jovial bit that you pay less attention to details you might otherwise paid attention to when you're in a positive mood. And, but your frame of reference towards others and the decisions you make towards others um, is a lot better. Whereas when you're in a, in a bad mood, you can make more detailed decisions because you notice more things. Um, but your sociability is maybe not the highest or the, or the sort of best um, when you're in that bad mood space. So I thought that was interesting, interesting. in terms of uh, mood. So if I classified where I was at this morning, this morning, you know, I felt a turn or a shift in mood. And then, and, and, you know, and it may be as a result of just a, a accumulation of the things I've been uh, reading over the sort of last week and, and also starting to question just the reality of life a little bit more in these last sort of couple of days as a combination um, piece. So, um, but when I'm in that space, I definitely need time to sort of process the dark mood. Um, but good stuff comes out of the dark mood. So, yeah, I definitely feel that I need it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of taking some time out to reflect and uh, and process and work things through. Um, and, and actually, you mentioned there about, you know, you noticed the mood shifting this morning. One of the things I was going to say earlier was actually my husband is really good he wakes up in the morning and kind of before he's opened his eyes he checks in with himself so how am I feeling today and as a result of how he's feeling is how he will adjust his day if you like um, and, and make sure he has what he needs so if he's feeling a little bit tired he will uh, and I, I, don't, I don't actually know specifically what he will do, but I think probably a bit like you were saying in terms of maybe you know, his exercise, if he's going out for his walk, he might just take it a little bit slower. If he's, you know, if he is in a kind of a pumped up energetic mood, he will, you know, kind of practically power walk um, around. So I think it's a, a really good idea to do that. And I, it is something I try and do. Um, I am not as disciplined as he is and sometimes I do forget and then I kind of you know get myself to 10 o'clock and wonder why I'm feeling exhausted or have got nothing done because I can't concentrate on anything and then I'm just like oh yeah I actually should have checked in with myself so now I have what do I need um, so that I can support myself and really make the most out of my day whatever that might look like. That's interesting because I am um because I'm an early morning kind of riser, so I'm generally awake at sort of 4.30. And, and so between 4.30 and 5, um, you know, you mentioned earlier that you're, you're driven by intuition. So, you know, one of the most clearest times that you can have a conversation with your intuition or subconscious or unconscious or subconscious mind, um, you know, whatever name you give for that, um, those that time is when you'll have the most connection and clarity because you're in between that sort of dream state and wake state. So I tend Absolutely. 
is before I impose my thinking, as in ask those kind of questions mm-hmm. you just asked, I actually go through a period of listening. So I listen to what my uh, subconscious or I- intuition, whichever name you want to call it, what message it has for me. So whether I remember a dream um, or whether it's a song, lots of times I wake up and there's a particular song that's in my head. Um, Sometimes there's there's a a phrase and often, which is why I always have my notebook nearby, um, there's generally about a paragraph that if I don't hurry up and write down, I'll miss, which will be a conversation from, you know, sort of my sort of subconscious to say, here's some, another piece of your puzzle that you need for your learning um, and your your self-development. And so I'll write that down. Um, and then then after I've once I've got that, uh, then I'll then I can focus on the how do I want to set myself up for kind of today where what space that I need to do. And lately I've been getting into because I'm quite big into the sort of um, you know sort of self-healing thing. So I just have a little mantra that I'll, you know, every day and every way I'm getting better and better. It's a very simple one. Um, it's a good old Tony Robbins one, that. Uh, well, I think Tony stole it um, from somebody else. Uh, well, he probably did, but yeah. he popularised it about 20 years ago. So yeah, it's a- no, this is, uh, what's his name? Um, the dude that wrote The Power of Intention that died recently. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Off the top a, of my head. He's a big, big dude. Uh, it's not coming to my mind right now, but yeah, definitely not. Tony, okay. Tony, yeah, I know Tony Robbins probably does do it, but um, I'm, I'm talking from the godfather of all this stuff. Uh, Wayne Dwyer, that's it, Dr. Dwyer. Oh, yeah. he died. Sorry? He died a few years ago. That's not recent in Earth years. He died a few years ago. That's recent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he died like 20 years ago. It's he recently died, not that long ago. <laughs> no, I think it's because since he died, then Louise Hay died. And uh, and obviously they were very um, kind of renowned and, and worked together as part of Hay House Publishing and, and all the Hay House books, actually, and, and, and the family. So in my head, sort of, I, I think he was about five years ago. I could be yeah, a bit it's probably, no, it's just about that. there. Yeah, no, but yeah. It's, it? yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't Which say is, that's recent. That's recent. But, you know. <laughs> if I could, yeah, no, that's definitely recent. For, in my head, that's recent. Five years is nothing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that, I mean, uh, I know we're kind of straight into, um, I guess that's patterns. I was going to say it also could look at as a ritual. Um, but, yeah, that's part of a, uh, a regular pattern. So, but yeah, so can you can you regulate your energy, or is there a cosmic energy that you're also trying to be in tune with? So, like I know, if I try to fight the dark mood with positivity, mm-hmm. that's that's I don't get a good result. Like I need, so that's it's a, almost like I need, I, my body's saying I need to be into this space. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then sometimes I can fake it and pretend because I got to get through the day. So it's always great when I don't have to do sort of any client facing thing because I I can just be in it. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes it occurs when I got to go out and I got to be in a meeting, I got to be interact with people. So I have learned over the years how to get into character, as they say, play the character for the length of time I need to play it and then get back to 
get back to business <laughs> um, after that. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. I, I wonder actually just how much into the character you get if that's not how you feel, um, which we clearly wouldn't have a clue on unless it had happened. Uh, oh, it's easy. I can get into the us. character, Jack. Yeah, you know that whole thing about sometimes we think we're being something when we're not. So, like, I think I'm being assertive and it turns out I'm being aggressive. Just putting that one in there. Yeah. Um, but actually, what you, you, you were saying about, you know, the energy levels in my body. So, my question is, is it your body or is it your mind? Um, well, they're intimately connected. Else? So, they're no different. The body and the mind are, the same, are one and the same. Mm. Not everybody's aware of that, though. Yeah, so they they're intertwined. So I think it's 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 both, as opposed to okay. neither. And so if you think of mind, body, and spirit, um, it'll be all three. It might surface in one space or the other, but all three components of self will be um, affected by it. I guess the question might be which part of you, which of your beings needs it the most. I mean, your body, my body needs it in a different way. So I'm exercising and pushing it hard. And it'll be like, yo, Clay, man, we need a rest day or two, or maybe you need to take a week off. So it perhaps expresses itself different in the body. Mm. Um, it expresses itself different in the mind. So if I've been heavily thinking and reading some stuff, then my brain is like, hey, man, you know, don't put any more stuff in it in here because mm. I got to deal with what all the stuff you already shoved in here. Um, and then I think my spirit's way of doing that is like, one, this darker mood, but two, then I, if I get out and go for, you know, a, a walk in nature, then again, I can, I can connect a lot faster to uh, my spiritual self when I do it in that environment. And um, if I'm not able to get in that environment, then it's a little harder on me. Um, I do have the advantage of the fact that I do get up and there's not another living soul around. So I do have that advantage. So at least get, <laughs> I can do some stuff in the morning, lots of time. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I perceive that you're actually talking a little bit with more energy than usual and a little bit faster, which is really interesting. You mean right now? Yeah, as in for the whole the, for the recording that we've done so far. Uh, well, you're detecting two things. If you also mm -hmm. notice, I've got only one ear over my ear. Because mm -hmm. um, that's and one earphone. Yep, yeah, and I keep looking down to my left because I'm trying something with the audio. So that might be the reason why I'm varying um. what's happening on the podcast. But I don't know if it was the same when we were off tape. And so it's different now because I'm actually paying attention to the levels. Um, and this is off so that I'm monitoring voice so I can hear yours, but hear my actual voice. Because normally I have them both on. And what I've what I've been noticing, because I have the microphone, the headphones turned up, it sounds out really loud. But on the recording, I'm very quiet. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it sounds really loud in my ear. I don't know what it sounds has been sounding like here over the last couple of uh, episodes. Like I've had to really boost the levels of my voice in the post production. Um, 
So today I decided I'll take one ear off so I can actually hear how loud I'm speaking in the room. Um, and yeah, let's see what happens. So yeah, that's why that's where that's some of, some of that's coming from. That sorry to get all technical on you folks, but uh, since but, Naomi brought it out, pull it out. <laughs> and also, it's good. It's good to hear because actually, I mean, you know, I'm auditory, um, and if I'm slightly stressed, I'm even my auditory side. My, so my sensitivity to my hearing goes. It up and down at the same time it's really strange and I'm sure there's probably some research out there I've never found it because I've never really looked but I know that if I'm stressed I will hear absolutely everything and I will also forget things much quicker Ooh, um, I know what I you know. mean I, I had the best <laughs> mushrooms in Amsterdam <laughs> oh and it was so weird that was a it was a weird trip because it heightened my hearing and I, it made space really expansive. So inside our tent felt like I was in a big megadome, like a football stadium. <laughs> That's how big the inside of the tent felt. Um, but I could hear every single voice, every noise I could hear in. But the downside of that was as pe- the rest of the people in the tent were going to sleep and stuff, I couldn't stop hearing the voices to the point where it got... I couldn't tell whether I was hearing voices or if I was hearing voices. Um, so I couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't real at one point in time. I couldn't tell the difference. I could hear the sounds. So I had to wake people up and say, can you hear that You know that noise? Can you hear those people talking? Because I could hear everything, man. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't need anything to help me do that sometimes. Uh, yeah, so beautiful. thank you for the thought, but no, I won't be going there because it, it, it never mind, it was crazy. It can drive you crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing, when you can't filter things out, it's, you know, it does, it sends you a little bit loopy. So if you talk to people who who channel, who are clairaudient um, or clairvoyant, anybody who, you know, kind of perceives spirit in a way that's that's maybe a little bit more real or tangible than the majority of the human race, if they don't know how to put a block in or, or set up boundaries, then it does send you a little bit crazy because it's kind of, well, where's the, you know, there's a blurred line between reality and what, could be imagination or may not be. Well, that's so, yeah, the thing. <laughs> if everything takes place in your mind, how do you begin to tell what's real and what's not real? And now you remind well, now you're reminding me of the philosophical um, question that's been you know for the ages. And are we a, va- a brain in a vat? I don't know if you've ever come across that thought experiment because everything no. we experience everything in our minds, right? You. S- you don't actually see, you perceive what your mind, you don't see with your eyes. And so everything that's happening that you exp- is all happening inside your head. So the thought experiment is if you could take your brain out of your head, put it in a, jet, uh, a jar or vat and connect up all the nerve endings, how would you tell whether you were a human in the body or brain in the vat? Oh... I don't so know, right but I'm now, quite excited. <laughs> we could be brains in a vet, but we wouldn't know because all our sensory perceptions or brain is telling us that we're breathing air, smelling things, seeing things, hearing things, and all of that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Oh, I think we really need to do a whole episode exploring that a little bit more. But, it, but I did want to ask you. Yeah. So you mentioned about, you know, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll have a thought or a song. Um, and I am very similar. So yesterday morning, and I mentioned this to you when we spoke yesterday, I woke up with Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire Good in time. my head. And it was just like, and it wouldn't go away because it often doesn't until you work out why it's there and what the message is. Um, I actually can't remember now because I clearly worked it through and, and, and then clearly forgot about it again. But we were talking about this and I'd, I'd found some really unusual interpretation online. Uh, so I was coming at it from the point of view that I'm on fire generally to do with um, you know, I've got a, a burning desire. There's something that I want to get out there into the world. From the Bruce Springsteen song, it was kind of very much for me about sort of a, a young love and connecting and all of that kind of stuff. But when I woke up yesterday, that's what I figured it was about, was actually probably to do with, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at my work and I'm reevaluating what I'm offering and how I'm offering it and all of that. And then I went online just to see, what was out there and I came across this site I can't remember what it was called now is it Plan Chunk or something like that and it came up with this really different explanation that it was to do with politics and it was almost like somebody was tripping actually and they put together this mishmash of thoughts that were really close enough to reality that you could kind of see it on the Bruce Springsteen song yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Kind of a, what do you think it's about, and and why did I have it in my head yesterday morning, and um, and yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, I, t I told you yesterday that what the song was about. If you paid, if you watch Bruce Springsteen's video, it's about an improper relationship that he wants to have with a married woman. He's a mechanic. She drops her car off at the garage. He really likes her because she's beautiful and all of that, and so the metaphor of the car and her, because he, he gives it extra special attention as he's fixing it for her. Uh, the garage shuts, but she hasn't come to pick the car up. So when you hear him singing, he's dropping the car off to the house and he's asking a question. You know, is your daddy home? As in, in sort of urban language, daddy is your husband or your, your man. Um, you'll sometimes... No, not sugar daddy. Or it might be sugar, sugar daddy. No, no, it's not sugar daddy. You, um... You know, that's, that's the question, you know, his little girl, is your daddy home? Has he gone and left you all alone? So is your husband home? Or your, is your man home? Was he left you all alone? I mean, his bad desires, he wants her. Um, but he never gets her in the song. He just has this bad desire. Um, and he, he, you know, he wakes up in the middle of the night, edgy and dull, because he's dreaming about her, fantasizing about her. Um, but he doesn't get to her. And, and, if I remember right from the song, she's not aware of his infatuation with her. So he's very much does this okay. from the shadow um, and in his mind. So he's just a, a lowly, you know, Bruce Springsteen is the working class guy. So basically she's a high class woman that's out of his league. He's yeah, just a like grease Billy monkey. Billy Joel's uptown yeah. girl. He's a, a, a grease monkey mechanic, uh, could never in his mind, maybe have a woman like that. And so she's that object of his um, desire. Now, you had two songs that you had because your second song also was about 
um, desiring something that you couldn't have or lost something or some, or some desire for something that you either had or lost or can't get to. And so, yeah, so if you're thinking of your subconscious mind and it's, uh, what was your second song? What was that second song you had? It was a Pink Floyd song. Oh, do you mean it? the Pink Floyd one? Um, yeah. Uh, was it, it wasn't Dark Side of the Moon, was it? But, and, and that wasn't in my head. That was purely when I'd read this explanation on the website, which was nothing like mine and nothing like yours. Yeah. Um, and I read it and I thought, well, maybe I've just stumbled on this really no, um, there are curious some websites web. Out there so that's that, why I thought I'd yeah. check it with yeah, people. Yeah, no, if you, if you, so the kind of website that you went to um, yesterday on that one, so there's two. If you go to Genius, you'll get a more music-oriented interpretation. It was called Genius.com, I think. Um, but there are some sites that you can go to because, you know, I don't know if you're into conspiracy theories and, and that whole uh, world, but almost any song that is out there, you know, they'll, they can show you how it points to the control, how it points to how political things or this is going on and the symbolism in, in the various different songs and the videos and the, um, it's pretty wild when you watch some of this stuff. Um, and, and, and I don't, I, we haven't had a conversation or an episode. It'd be nice to do an episode on symbology and symbolism. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And its I effect on us. That. But sometimes when they, you know, when you do look at it and they pull some of these, these symbols out, you, you can see the connection. And it always makes me think or wonder how many of, um, and I won't get too into it because I do want to do, we should do an episode on it, but the impact that these various different symbols, because they reside in your subconscious now, you no longer really think about them, but they still have a lot of effect on you. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Because actually that, and that starts me thinking about Reiki and there's lots of symbols in Reiki and so on and so forth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely have a yeah, dive in on a good that. Because there's, there's a lot of, I mean, and like Paulo Coelho talks about the fact that, you know, if you learn to read the signs and omens, you know, there's a wealth of information right in front of your eyes, but most of us have stopped seeing long ago. Um, and even just, you know, I always say, ask people, when's the last time you actually looked at a tree? Like truly looked at the bark and the individual lines within the bark and all the little things that are going on with a tree, but because mostly the mind is really efficient, um, mm. and we're always in a hurry or busy, um, and the mind is quick to make connections. So it no longer th looks at an individual tree; it just sees a thing that looks like a tree. That's a tree, and you're done. And that happens in fractions of a second so you don't actually look at it or see it anymore because your brain has already made the connection of the patterns linked them together giving you the answer so you're not even filling in the gaps your, your brain is filling in the gaps which is why when you do these optical illusion things it's easy to see things which is why when they do these you know 10 people witness an accident you get 10 different versions of the story um you know even if you just challenge yourself to could you actually recall your entire day yesterday and the bits that you can recall just think how much you're actually filling in that didn't happen it's just how you remember it your interpretation mm. of what happened 
but it's miles away from what actually happened. And um, but that's you know again I think that's how the the mind works in terms of its its sort of patterns. Um, and so these symbols that reside around us, we won't necessarily know the impact that they're having on us, but they're having an impact, which is fascinating. I I always find that very fascinating. Well, and that's the same, isn't it, with with so much. Actually, nobody knows the impact of of anything on anybody else because, you know, if, if you think about, sort of two siblings in the same family and there's you know everything may be very very similar and I know it's never going to be exactly the same not even for twins but you know you might have one child who goes one way and one who goes the other as a result of of the same thing that happened um that awareness of impact I think is huge and also you you know in the in the situation at the time the way you react is not necessarily you know, the, the kind of the end of the process. So whatever the impact has been from a circumstance, from a situation, it may take days, months, years for it to, to come out and for you to realise that that's where it all started, if mm. indeed you ever do. But yeah. actually, you talked about signs and symbols. Funnily enough, so I do, you know, a lot of things are worrying about synchronicities or coincidences, and I try and use those signs and symbols so you've actually just mentioned that and in my morning reflection time um i was actually playing with a deck of oracle cards this morning beautiful beautiful deck native spirit by denise lynn i don't know if you know it absolutely Mm. gorgeous um and whatever card it was and i can't remember the name of the card that i pulled but in the reading it was talking about the wisdom of reading the signs and the symbols and the synchronicities. So now I've had that up twice. Now you I know you better doing some get, further work you, on that. So you better start studying. The universe is saying, <laughs> hey, look, man, if you're going to be getting into this world, you need to do your studying. <laughs> so twice, Absolutely. Twice. In fact, it has to be confirmed three times for it to be rock solid from communications from the uh universe if it's does it is, is that folklore as yeah, is yeah. it's fine i'll i'll go on too because generally if you don't go on too i i had a, a friend who <laughs> uh and i'm laughing because basically he always used to say to me you know if i don't respond to the signals that spirit is giving me then what tends to happen is they have to make it really really big for me to take notice and generally it kind of feels like a brick to the head. So I go on to, if I notice synchronicities or signs and I've had to, I will act on those two because I do not want a brick to the head. Yeah, but the danger of acting on two is remember there isn't always, not everything's um, uh, beneficial. There's two diff- there's different kinds of spirits, isn't it? Not all of them have your best interests at heart. Oh, right. That's got to, we've yeah. got to talk about that in another conversation. <laughs> not, because, not everything has I your have best my interest. own thoughts yeah. on that. Not everything so, has your best interests at heart. Again, uh, that comes down to your boundaries. We are totally going into a different place than I thought we were going today. <laughs> so, so for me, that's very much about the clarity of who you will let work with you or, or what or, you know, whether it's an energy or an entity. And actually, it's about you still being in control. So it doesn't matter who wants to come through and, and connect with you. You are still in control. Yeah. You can say yes, you can say no. So it's up to you. You can and, say yes, yeah, you can say no. I don't no. get bad spirits hanging around me. If you are aware... Um, also, as you just said, you said two. If you give 
permission on two, then you've given permission before completely under knowing. So then it, yeah, you've said yes. Um, and then if you think about the magic of three and how it shows up in nature and how it shows up in, well, just about everything, that confirmation of three. So, yeah, so I know you said folklore, but um, actually we're talking signs and symbols. Think of the power of three. Think of how it appears in nature. Think of how it appears in most of our um, spiritual and religious um Absolutely, the Trinity and so on. So Um, how about this then? So just to finish off that point, because we are going to um, come to a close, but generally it's because I presume I've missed the first one. Okay, I got you. You didn't pay attention to the first one. No, 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 see, that makes sense. You think, oh, I ignored the first one. So I know myself so well. These must be the two. (laughs) I don't remember it. The one thing I wanted to ask about, because, you know, we're talking about moods and, 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 energy and that kind of stuff but now can you change your mood or influence this cycle or is a cycle just a cycle and you just have to learn to live with the cycle that you're in that to the best of your ability at that time or is it something that you totally control can manipulate change transform Uh, So my personal belief is that you can influence it, you can heavily influence it. Can you completely change it? No, I don't think you can. But there probably are occasions when you can. But from an influencing point of view, so that's about knowing yourself really well. So there's a, a couple of things for me. Sometimes I just need to do some very, very simple tweaks to my diet to put me kind of back on track, as it were. Uh, Yesterday, I was shattered yesterday. We had um, a military helicopter out at, uh, I can't remember what time, but the early hours of the morning the night before. And sadly, there was a farming accident in the field next to where we live, which we didn't know at the time, but the military helicopter was out. So there's lots of lights. There's obviously lots of noise whilst they were um, dealing with it, which meant that my husband and I both had very disrupted sleep. And... When we then woke up the next morning, we were really tired. And so we kind of gently took ourselves through the day doing whatever we needed to do. And we have yoga in the evening and it's a great bit of fun. I love it. It's called Drew Yoga. Um, I call it dance yoga, which is definitely my name for it. If anybody else calls it that, I think my teacher would be horrified. Um, But I love it. And doing that, by the time we'd finished, in fact, actually, by the time I was about 35 minutes in, my energy was up and flowing again. I wasn't, um, you know, massively exuberant, but I absolutely, I had more energy. I was uh, just lighter, for want of a better term. And that kind of gave me an for the evening, which was fantastic. And then I went to bed and had a, a really good sleep. Now, have you done any stuff with, um, oh, dang, I just forgot it, with, the, with your brainwaves? Biorhythms. No, no, or... no, no, brainwaves, like alpha, state, beta, de- delta, data. So, no, I haven't. I am looking at some fitness trackers at the moment, and I don't know if they track those, but I always thought no. that would be quite interesting to check into. Yeah, no, they, they don't, they don't, they don't, track those per se so with 
So the brain waves, like when you have done your shamanic journey, or if you do meditation, because they've studied, you know, they've had your brain, people's brains hooked up to machines, and they can see when when it gets to a different frequency. So a focused, a relaxed but focused, so almost like your very light trance state. Your brain waves are in alpha state. The the frequency is alpha. Um, your focused state, your brain waves are in beta. Uh, beta, however you English say it, I can't remember which way you say it. Um, when you go into deep, like almost like super um, uh, trance, you'll be in theta, and then a deep, deep meditation will be in delta kind of state. But because it's a brain wave, and because brain waves can get in sync with each other, you can affect your brain waves. Like some, we do it through meditation or your shamanic pieces. You do it through the drum. That's why the drum is beat, how the drum is beat to that rhythm. And then our brains sync with that, our brain waves sync with that rhythm. That's how the drum works in shamanism. Um, from a meditation point, that's what breath does. It changes the frequency of your brain, brain waves. Fantastic. Um, now, I think that might be something to look into. Oh, so, yes, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. Um, and the reason why I was saying that is in, in terms of changing mood and changing things like that, because that, one of the things in my reading is that we can use music uh, to shift these patterns or frequencies. Absolutely, or yes, yes, which is um, why I like Drew Yoga well. particularly because we have some great uplifting music or some calming music or what yeah. have you. So, yes, yeah, so, and that, that's the point. I think we can use food. I think we can use music. Um, I think we can use exercise. And actually for anything like shifting your brain state, it's much easier if you can do it. It's quicker if you do something that's sort of physiological, as yeah. opposed to necessarily, you can process things through conversation, but actually it's much more effective. Get some shrooms, baby, get some shrooms. <laughs> <Mind-altering>. <laughs> right, on that lovely note, yeah. we're going to bring it to a close. Again, one of our wonderful conversations where we start off on one thing, but I think we've weaved through uh, kind of the whole energy cycles in many, many things. We obviously, we touched on biorhythms, we've touched on personal energy, we've touched on the moon, we've touched on hormones, we've we touched on folklore. Uh, we didn't touch on the tides. We'll do that another time, maybe. Um, and math, I think we need to bring that in. We've also got some ideas for some new podcasts. I am actually really buzzed, which you can probably hear. So please like the podcast, listen to us again, subscribe, and do share it. We really want to enjoy a conversation um, with a wider group of people. So that's it for this week, I think. Unless yeah. Claire's got anything, I'm the, not the used only, to yeah, coming I can say The only other thing I would say is that I would like to hear from other folks in terms of what you would like to hear us talk about or any topics you would want us to um, discuss on the podcast. So what do you find mm. of interest um, that you would like to hear more about or have us talk about? Absolutely. Brilliant. So, okay. yes, let us know that. All right. Thanks All right. for listening. <laughs> yep.